So uh, we've got a bit of a, a special here. We are talking to uh, James Woody Woodburn and uh, Julian Storer, who are the guys behind the kind of rekindling of uh, Traction, which is the sort of classic DAW. Um, it was the what first? Was it the first one screen? I'm thinking I'm, I, pretty much, or about the same time as Ableton? I forget now. 2003, it, it, it right? It was pretty much the same time as Ableton. Yeah, because they called me up just after I launched it to say. Your your program looks very much like ours. Ah, uh, and uh, we'd both done this at pretty much the same time. Gotcha. So uh, uh, this is Julian Stora, who's uh, based in London, and uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing London. And we'll just say hello yep. to. Uh, I I know you as Woody because um, that's where I remember you from from uh, from your Mackie days because you used yes. to work in Mackie, right, James? Absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, at Mackie for crikey, close to a decade. Um, Worked with them over in London and then got transferred over here to Seattle, uh, working in their product development department, which is uh, how I came to, uh, to then meet Jules when, uh, when Mackie acquired the worldwide license to sell and distribute and develop traction. So that's when Jules and I met. I think that was back in, crikey, 2003, 2004 kind of time frame. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I remember uh, Mackie held a, a very large... Uh, worldwide party at their headquarters they called it louder palooza <laughs> uh, I, I think jules and i hung out together for most of that <laughs> being the two kind of token young brit guys in the crowd of uh america you were the only were the only ones not wearing plaid right yeah <laughs> i remember it being quite an entertaining week <laughs> that was quite that's quite a, that was quite a raucous week so tell me, uh, Julian. Yeah, just take me through kind of what were your initial, what was your initial kind of motivation for making this DAW? Because I mean, back then there were there were very f- there weren't as many games in town, were there? I mean, we've been through a couple of kind of plateaus and then lifts, and we we seem to be currently in a kind of uh, a golden age of DAWs, if there's there is such a thing. There's but, certainly a lot of them around now. Yeah. Um, no, when I when I started it, there were really only a, a few on the market. There was Cubase and Pro Tools, and um, I think maybe Sonar. Um, but I, I think I got myself a copy of Cubase because I was into music. I've always been a keen guitar player and uh, had to go with that and didn't really like it. Started thinking of, well, how would I do this better? And then had, had a bit of a go and um, it kind of, it just snowballed from there. A bit of a go sounds sort of probably yeah. more modest than, uh, than perhaps you should be because, I mean, clearly... <laughs> A bit of a go, you know, most people don't just pick up and go, oh, you know, I'm going to be a coder and I'll, my first project will be a DAW. No, so, I was already a coder. I was writing, um, I was working on uh, video software and audio software before that. So it wasn't such a jump, but um, it was, uh, a sequence is a really complicated beast. So I think I bit off, it felt like I bit off more than I should really have, have uh, attempted to. So, so, I mean, outside of the actual graphical uh, interface and the user workflow, what's the trickiest part to get right in something like that? Well, it, you've, got, you've got, like, you know, in a lot of apps, you have a complicated user interface, and sequences are, uh, have, it's as complicated as any other. But you've also got a real-time element underneath that, so you've got to actually make it all, all work in real-time without messing up. You've got, um, you've got to handle audio and MIDI and uh, external devices, and it just... And then, the, really, the, the biggest pain in the neck are the plugins, 
because to actually support all these hundreds of buggy and uh, dodgy <laughs> plugins. Oh, you sh- how have- dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, least, I, I've heard this again and again, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, the host, hosts have bugs and plugins have bugs. And normally when someone has a crash, it's between the host and the plugin people to sort of argue about whose fault this is. Um, I think it's generally the plugin's fault. But uh, Depend- I imagine that depends who you talk to, to be it honest. It does, yeah. <laughs> but but you, do have, you do spend a lot of time as a host writer just fending off... Um, you know, just getting random crashes sent to you and then trying to figure out whether it's your yeah, fault or it's not fault, before you yeah. even get as far as fixing it. Yeah, yeah, I so, imagine yeah, that That's could probably be... been the biggest time burner in, uh, in the development of this. Right, but I mean, as far as, as far as the kind of sequence of events goes, you know, so you thought you'd write a door, you had a go, and then you yep. got bought out by a pretty big company. I mean, that's a, that's a yep. result. So uh, yep. how come you're not on your yacht um, just sort of uh, enjoying the, the, the high <laughs> life? It wasn't quite that big a buyout. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's... Yeah. Uh, it, it was good. It let me go off and do some other things for a few years, but uh, it's actually really good fun to get it back now and see and uh, you know, see the state of it all. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this. So, James, um, you were uh, when I, I do remember coming to see you at various shows and you uh, evangelising traction quite a lot. So obviously that stayed with you. I mean, what now you're no longer you're more of a free agent. So what was it that kind of spurred you on to uh, to kind of think let's do this? I mean, what was the kind of motivation? Well, you know, I mean, working at Mackie, um, you know, I was in charge of all of the recording products. And at one point there at Mackie, uh, the company really wanted to uh, make a big splash in desktop recording and, you know, come out with lots of audio interfaces. And, you know, that's really why the company uh, chose to invest in a, in a platform of their own. And, you know, at the time back in, you know, the early 2000s, uh, Traction, Jules had, had launched version one and it, it had developed this crazy cult following that, that we still actually have today you know it's crazy you know now since we've launched t4 you know we're still getting a bunch of the same guys who were using it in 2001 and <laughs> still contacting us which is awesome but so they, they it created this cult following and you know mackie mackie recognized it and they they got involved and licensed the software and it was uh, big plans for the future and then of course uh, when the financial crisis kind of hit you know mackie uh, you know, like many other big companies, kind of pulled back to their their real sort of strong hitting core products, which for them was uh, live sound uh, speakers, yeah. you know, live sound mixers, you know, that's really where the core of the company's product development was. So all of kind of the ancillary stuff, you know, desktop recording and stuff, really just uh, didn't get the the uh, engineering resources that it needed to, to really push forward so it was it was kind of frustrating uh, you know being inside Mackie at the end there because you know we had this great piece of software but you know the company's focus was not on developing it so. yeah it's an often it's an often repeated story isn't it I mean larger companies who diversify then have to shrink and expand yeah. you know it's like lose the uh, least important limbs as it were or digits precisely so so you know for me it was it was really frustrating you know we had this awesome uh, product that had this incredibly dedicated growing user base you know and it had all this potential um, and yet the company just couldn't do anything with it so you know it it stayed in my mind as a product manager it stayed in my mind you know all the way through kind of when I left and went on to to work at Avid it, it was still there in my mind and 
Jules and I have, you know, remained friends, you know, ever since that crazy week in <laughs> Party <laughs> so Buddies, I eh? What happened that week, but definitely. Yeah. I think the photos will probably be coming out sometime in the near future, you know, when the, when when these be. So tell me, so now now you are where you are, you know, you've acquired it, you presumably you've got the user base, you've got the uh, also presumably the um you need you now need to support those people and what so what are you what are your aims for traction for because i mean it sounds like you know we we I, I bumped into you at nam and you said oh this is really cool this is happening so where are we going i mean julian have you got are you driving the functions or the features i mean how how does that work um at the moment what we're focusing on is just getting the whole thing stable again i've been throwing out dead wood i've been rewriting bits of code and just stabilizing the platform and that's what traction 4 is all about at the same time we're listening to people's requests and trying to build up um, a plan for what's going to be in our big next release. Right. And, um, so at the moment, we're still, we're still planning that. We, you know, we want to we wanna really push it. We want to do something cool with it. I did um, notice you had a, uh, a form on the site which said uh, feature suggestions. Uh, that, yep. I mean, as a software developer, that's a sort of scary email to get. So how are you prioritizing this stuff? I mean, who, you know, what, do you kind of like, you know, spreadsheet, how many emails for this feature, or have you got your own kind of... <laughs> We're still trying to figure it out. We, we have got a lot more requests than we can deal with. So it's, it's more like a statistics operation to figure out what people actually want. But, you know, as well as listening to people, we, we also need to use, use some creativity here and come up with some, you know, it might be... We might be radical about what we do. We might, you know, change the whole direction. We don't know. We're 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 still not quite at the stage of right. having having a plan. So so what are the what are the kind of you know the, the the top the top features that you're going to try and do? I mean, I when I spoke to uh, you previously, you know, you were talking about 64 bit. You know, on that sort of level, what are the kind of big things that you're going to try and achieve? Yeah, I mean, the ba- I'm getting the basic source at the moment. We'll we'll do a 64 bit release. I've got that running um, in the test version here. Um, and uh, just stabilizing the platform is our main main uh, priority at the moment. Right. Um, Jules, Jules is a little humble on that. I must. <laughs> I mean, it is essentially completely rewritten the audio <laughs> engine. That is that is true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so so when he when he says you know we're, we're just kind of doing some compatibility stuff, Nick, it, it's really under a, under a stating the, the the amount of work that's gone into Traction Four. It's a complete engine rewrite, um, and it, you know it, this is probably a good time to mention the you know the fact that Jules has has uh, another project, another software project that he's been running ever since uh, you know Traction was first launched, and it's called Juice. Which uh, I don't know if you've. Heard I've of. I've had a little chance to read up about that. That's kind of like open source library or new new um, library. Yeah. Of exactly. audio MIDI, various different core core elements, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. effectively, that's a project that came out of Traction because uh, to write Traction, I needed a library of uh, GUI stuff and audio stuff, and I started uh, all, all the bits of code I wrote. I started collecting together into a little pile, and then that became a product in its own right. So now that actually, most of the people who use that are plugin developers. Uh, and most of the uh, kind of independent plugin writers out there will use Juice as the as the framework that they uh, that they use to build the the plugins. Right. I'm just flipping through the site here. We've got user interface, core classes, uh, graphics, audio, MIDI, yeah. audio plugins, browser plugins, XML, all sorts of stuff going oh, yeah, on there. It does a lot, a lot more than audio. Oh, right. Okay. The core so, audience for it is audio people. Right. Yes. 
So, I mean, I'm guessing, and also the other thing that it says is, you know, to do with, it's a sort of platform agnostic. It's a multi-platform yeah, compiling. Yeah. Start. So, so, I mean, as we're starting to see, this seems to be this sort of holy grail of coding, which is to enable people to, to actually kind of be able to create one core idea and then sort of yep. star off and go, right, I want Linux, I want Windows, and it's yep. just, it's all parity across all features and what have yep. so, I mean, that sounds like an incredibly difficult thing to achieve, but is that what you're aiming for as well with this, with uh, getting Linux out as well? Well, GSOL really runs on Mac, PC, Linux, Android, and iOS. Um, I, I, when I get a, a free minute, I am going to have a quick go at building traction for Linux and see what happens. We can, the, the core engine will certainly work, the tricky bits with running on Linux are supporting plugins because uh, the formats aren't really yeah, it's going to be you, know, you want yeah. that. So we have to have a think about that. And there's a few other things that aren't available, like um, uh, Rewire or you know, various libraries we use. But certainly we can quite easily get the core functionality running on Linux. Whether we'll choose to go with that, I don't know. But that's an experiment I'm looking forward to playing with. I'd love to see. I have a theory. You see that the first to first people to get it right on Linux we'll be able to uh, sort of spearhead a kind of whole new way of working with DAWs where we don't all have to buy the sort of bleeding edge of hardware. You know, we can utilise the uh, efficiency of this operating system that can be pared down to suit our needs and run this stuff in, in the Linux world. You know, I mean, that, as we've seen, you know, Pyramix and all these kind of other systems that run very basic, very, very hardcore efficient code that just ch chuck out all of the fluff that you get in the higher level operating systems and that there'll be this sort of epiphany that's my idea anyway whether that's any truth in that is another matter i know woody you were very interested or excited in telling me about linux and uh, so i'm guessing you might have some visions there yourself in that department yeah you know it's one of those things um you know we've probably been contacted by like i don't know i could count them on on my two hands number of customers who actually want to go run on linux right uh, but as soon as we say you know yeah, we're thinking about Linux uh, version of Traction and, you know, the fact that the core engine currently should run on it and we just need to do some tweaks. It, it creates you know, this similar excitement that it did in, in you just then. So um, but, there's definitely this pent-up demand for it. Um, there's, um, have you heard of um, a video editor called Lightworks? I have not, no. Well, that's uh, it's a funny one, that, because I, that was my first company when I moved down to London. Oh, okay. uh, and it, they made a, this, these big hardware video editing boxes. And, um, I mean, I left, it, I left that in the 90s, but uh, the company trundled on, uh, went into hibernation. But about a year or so ago, they came out again, and they re relaunched their platform as um, software only, running on Mac, PC, and Linux. Um, on Linux, they've gone absolutely ballistic. They've had hundreds of thousands of downloads of this professional video editor that I can't really see. You, know, you would never have thought there was a demand for it. Um, very so it's been interesting. interesting watching them and, and just seeing that there really is a demand for uh, media, media software on Linux that doesn't seem to be getting fulfilled. So watching that, watching that this year, it's made me think, hmm, yeah, we should at least explore Linux. Well, because, of course, the Bitwig guys are at least, you know, at this point are saying that's what they're aiming for. And they've got a similar sort of engine, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, in terms of a multi-platform um, uh, compiling system. Maybe they're using Juice as some of the author. I don't know. But, you know, the same sort of idea where they can just go, right, same version across all platforms and what have you. I mean, yeah. I imagine they're... Uh, the, the delays in their getting their stuff out is obviously, you know, the, the minutiae is the devil is in the detail, as I'm sure you're aware as a developer yourself. 
So um, what, what, what's next? I mean, what's the kind of primary function? I mean, why, why, why do we need another DAW? What is it about uh, um, traction that is going to kind of excite people? What is it that kind of gets them hooked? I can take that one if you like, Jules. I would say, okay. um, you know, traction, traction sits in a fairly unique space in the market. Um, you know, at the very pro end of the scale, you know, you obviously have the, the dominant player is Pro Tools. Um, and then you have, you know, the other mature DAWs, whether it be, you know, Logic, uh, Cubase these days, Nuendo, the, the Steinberg kind of portfolio of products. Um, you have kind of the new players in town, such as uh, Studio One, um, who, you know, are all really chasing after that professional production environment, um, you know, which is, which is great, you know, and the feature set are, are very mature. Uh, the problem is, is you need a, an engineering training course to kind of figure out how to operate in them, and they are extremely focused on production rather than kind of creativity. Um, traction, because you know the way Jules wrote it with this whole modeless, uh, modeless design, single screen. Uh, it's designed to be incredibly intuitive. You know, the guy that that uh, came up with the whole concept of modeless design was was the chief scientist at Apple. You know, so you're kind of seeing, you know, with all the Apple hardware devices like iPads and iPhones, you know, the, the fruits of this modeless design. Uh, you know, concept, and, and that's built into Traction. I mean, that's why Traction is different to these other DAWs. And so we're building on that. We're making Traction a, an incredibly creative space and rather than a production space. Um, ah, doesn't, okay, yeah. doesn't mean you can't, you know, do production stuff, you know, editing audio, multi-track, you know, all the, all the typical kind of stuff, but our focus is creating, you know, keeping it as intuitive as possible and going after creation. So we want the, the person who's never walked into a studio or never had a training course at one of the, you know, the great sound and engineering schools out there. You know, if you've never done any of that, we want you to be able to approach traction and be able to have you know, a, a very rewarding experience with, a, with as small a learning curve as possible. You know, and that's, it's, it's incredibly hard. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's as much a... Uh, a, a kind of study in design as it is good coding, you know, mm. and it, it's a very fine line that you kind of tread on that because, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to create a piece of software that's too toy-like, a bit like GarageBand, you know, which is very, very fun and accessible, but you soon start to kind of hit its, its limits in terms of, you know, feature set. You know, on the other hand, you don't want to go too far the other way and try and create a new version of Pro Tools. You know, so it's we're definitely sort of charging in a new direction here. That, that, that's that's very interesting. I mean, you know, because feature creep is uh, probably, you know, that that's what happens with DAWs when they became to a certain maturity. You know, this stuff gets added, and they've got to add legacy support for older versions as well as pioneer with new stuff. I mean, how do you counteract that? I mean, do you have a sort of overriding philosophy, Jules, which uh, which guides you through that sort of terribly difficult uh, it, it labyrinth? Is difficult. I mean, it, it, it's all down to refactoring. It's the same, really, as with uh, coding. Uh, it's very easy to just keep adding features to a design or to a piece of code, um, and it just gets bigger and bigger and more unwieldy. You have to have the discipline to sometimes stop and say, okay, we're going to take a step back, rethink this, maybe be radical, redesign it in a, in, in a, in a big way. 
in order to do to to be able to supply the same amount of features but keep the overall design simple. Um, and it's uh, it's easy to easy to say that it's quite hard to do, but so uh, mm. we're going to have a go. I imagine it's very difficult because obviously you're building on a legacy of users, uh, which is kind of what's given you the foot up in a spec. I mean, presumably there was an upgrade path, and you can kind of you've got an audience built in or a market built in there. But yep. you're going to have to keep them happy as well as you know pining forward at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time, we're we're not going to be a design by committee kind no. of okay. uh, organisation, so. If uh, if we have some radical ideas and want to want to go for them, we can. So tell me, what's the uh, currently? You know, where are we? we? We've got we can people can buy and download traction. So where what what do they need to do? I mean, is there, is there pricing involved? That side of things. What can you tell us? Sure. So they can go to uh, www.traction.com, um, and if they have ever registered a previous version of traction. Uh, they can download the upgrade to Traction 4 for $29.99 US dollars. Uh, if they have never uh, been a Traction here before and had uh, any previous versions, then they can join us on this happy trek and uh, download the full version for $59.99 US dollars. Um, of course, the, the full version is actually available download as a demo. Um, there is only one version of Traction. There's, there's no limited and light versions or anything like that that just doesn't factor into the way we we sort of um, you know envision our future there's one version you can download it try it it's unlimited completely unlimited uh, the only thing on the demo version is it has a uh, a tone that's added into the signal every 30 or 45 seconds just so you know you can really sort of use it professionally <laughs> you know but you can certainly uh, start using it and start playing with it so you can see if you like it Excellent. So, um, the and the next kind of what's your next milestone then? What happens after you've kind of got your uh, this stable version sorted out? What's the next big one for you, Jules? Uh, one thing at a time. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, we, we want to get we want to get a sixty-four bit version out pretty right. soon as well. Um, and then uh, after that, it's time for me and Willie to sit down with a big, very big list of feature requests and just try and figure out what's next. It'll be like the X Factor, will it? Sort of cutting it down to the uh, the best yeah, candidates yeah, for that. We should we should actually organise it just like the X Factor. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, that. So, just in terms of plugins, what does it support? Because uh, uh, does it support AU and VST? Yeah, it does AU and VST now. Yeah, and those are the only two you're not going into that, um, uh, the other the other ones that uh, well, are coming. Well, we're not allowed to use Artas, so. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you very much for um, joining me today. Um, I'm sure you know everybody's been kind of. There's a bit, you know, there was a lot of interest in the news items and and just the buzz about this being still about. So obviously you've got a lot of uh, very sort of uh, evangelical uh, past users and people who've who've saying, oh, I must go back and give that a go. So I wish you every all the best of luck with that. Thanks very much. And um, so I'll say goodbye to you, Woody. Thanks very much, Woody, for joining us. And uh, you can now finish the rest of your day because it's very early where you are. <laughs> so thanks, Nick. Cheers. And also, thank you very much to uh, Julian, who's there in London, who's probably finishing his working day, or at least oh, no, stopping only, for tea, perhaps. It's only six o'clock. I might, I might have a short break and then carry on. I know the thing. Anyway, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. All right, cool. Cool. Is there anything else you wanted to um, that didn't wasn't covered there? I mean, or or or, uh, or anything that we can just slip in before it gets uh, too far away? 
Or are you all happy with that? I, I'm okay with you. I think we covered covered the bulk of it there, yeah. Great. That's really good. Yeah. Okay, thank thanks you. a lot, guys. I'll, um, I've got to work my way because we're, we're, we're hoping to do these pedals one a month, for one a day for a month. And, of course, it's the first on Friday. So there might be a little... We haven't done the credit sequence yet, so it might be a little bit tight, but we'll definitely get some... It might not be coming out this week, this piece, but it will be out very soon, that's for sure. Well, no, send, send us the URL so we can post it on the websites. Yeah, when, all right. When Cheers, guys. Thanks very cool. much. Thanks, thanks very much. much. Cheers. Bye. Bye.